On today's episode, a summation of the Lola Summit. HubSpot makes an acquisition that will simplify data synchronization, and Grapevine Logic knows sometimes it takes a village. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Thursday, November 7th. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. First up, we hear what's going down in the subscription universe right now. HubSpot currently boasts more than 300 integrations in its marketing automation and CRM repository and is now adding PySync to the list with its recent acquisition of the team there. PySync is an integration platform as a service or iPaaS specializing in customer data. While not directly a CDP, PySync handles customer data and syncs it bio-directionally across software platforms. So why the PySync appeal for HubSpot? Most marketers use multiple and varied applications on a day-to-day basis. An integration service like PySync then helps save manual labor and eliminate inconsistencies by automatically syncing data across apps. This is just another tool HubSpot offers that makes it that all-encompassing email marketing tool. Marketers know how challenging it is to gather data from sources that are all spread out while maintaining accuracy. Some rely on a combination of automated and manual processes, which is incredibly time-consuming. So this PySync HubSpot integration could be just what you're looking for. And our very own Grace stopped by the Agile Operations Summit hosted by the team over at Lola, a conference geared at finance and operations leaders with talks on building a culture of growth to secrets of rockstar CFOs, featuring speakers like Mike Volpe, CEO of Lola, and Barbara Corcoran, entrepreneur and a star on Shark Tank. Yeah, I went over to the Artist for Humanity Epicenter in South Boston, which was really cool. What I enjoyed and I feel worth bringing up is how eco-friendly this event was. The Epicenter was awarded a LEED Platinum Certificate which is the highest honor for sustainable architecture. On top of that, drinking coffee was sustainable too, thanks to the Coffee Cup Collective. The endless flow of coffee yesterday was poured into stainless steel reusable cups. This just proves that conferences, events, really anything can and should be sustainable. And what were some of the talks you attended? I loved hearing from Marcus Wilson, CEO at Noble, which is a training footwear and apparel spot and a super close neighbor to our ProfitWell team. Wilson talked a bit about building a culture of growth. He said many memorable things, but one line in particular that struck me is when he said, as a bootstrap business, we had to be completely focused because we've been living on a razor's edge of growth. And what are some of those growth focus points? He went on to talk about how growth is not possible without finance and operations. Finance and ops were the core topic of this event. However, Wilson also dabbled into discussing cultural growth, which umbrellas community growth, technology, and a healthy dose of scarcity. Okay, solid points by Noble. Any other interesting speakers there? Yeah, I really enjoyed listening to Jack McCullough. He's the founder and president of the CFO Leadership Council. He just published a book, Secrets of Rockstar CFOs. But before all this, he served as the CFO for 26 other companies. Now, he spilled some secrets on success ranging from strategic thinking all the way to work-life balance. His points on work-life balance were my favorite takeaways from the entire event. He argued workaholics aren't as successful in the long term because they burn out quicker. For personal success and growth, he encourages reading, fiction and biographies, spending time with family and exercising, just making time for yourself. And later in this episode, our CEO Patrick sits down with Lola CEO Mike Volpe on some of his strongest values, from recruiting and retention to team alignment. 
And for more in the marketing realm, we are looking to Grapevine Logic, a leading influencer marketing platform which just launched something called Grapevine Village. It gives brands the ability to find authenticated influencers across social media platforms so they can build campaigns in real time. The platform allows brands to directly chat with influencers and track analytics, as well as build campaigns. So the way I see it is, brands are building stronger campaigns, leveraging this platform to search for influencers who they think will fit with their brand, ultimately producing that omnipresence of brand loyalty, which we delved into just yesterday. To take it a step further, Grapevine Village is touted as a global end-to-end e-commerce marketplace that leverages the relationships built between brands and digital creators on social media to seamlessly deliver goods and services to consumers everywhere. Here's how it works to scale acquisition. Launch with a network of nano-influencers with a social media following of less than 10k in order to maximize engagement and ultimately sales. They want influencers with a smaller following for that more intimate feeling. Brands will pay set influencers for not only those campaigns, but also for sales attributed to them. Holy Grail State Co. is one of the latest brands to use Grapevine Village to leverage nano-influencers to rapidly scale direct-to-consumer sales through influencer marketing. And I'd love to hear how it's working for these fellow meat and marketing lovers. And that's it for your subscription news. Up next, an interview with Lola's Mike Volpe. For this episode in full, we'll send a link in your subscriber newsletter or visit protectthehustle.com. I think what early on, what I really started to learn was that once the team is beyond a few people, you, the thing that makes you the most successful is by doing a phenomenal job, as good as you can on recruiting retention and like team alignment and it's all really those sort of like management you know hr related things that really drive the success of the team and so i ended up really diving into all that stuff like a lot i even when the team was 100 plus people and we were hiring two people a month i interviewed 100 percent of the people before we hired them so spending and i spent a lot of time individually like i would spend block off time on my calendar to just peruse linkedin every time and just see who i found out there and who was interesting to talk to I would meet people that weren't looking for jobs just for coffee and get to know them. I would do the, you know, the Paul English trick of ask everyone who's the smartest person they've worked with and write that down someplace and then go find a way to go meet with that person. I would, if I was ever at conferences or events, like the smartest, you know, one or two speakers or the smartest couple people that I met there, I would write their names down and try to follow up with them and just see. And I just spent a a lot of time sort of recruiting, sourcing, getting to know people, things like that, to just try to find not only the best talent, but also like the best sort of like undiscovered talent too, and give people an environment where they could be successful over time. And finally, a teaser for Protect the Hustle. For more episodes from the trenches, sign up at protectthehustle.com. From ProfitWell Recur, it's Protect the Hustle, a show about those who are in the trenches actually doing the work. What is hustle? The word hustle dates back to the 1680s from the Dutch word huslen, which means to shake or to toss. The very core of the word is around shaking up and pushing forward, which is why plenty of the dictionary definitions have some derivation of movement or energy. As Queen Miriam Webster quips, hustle is to obtain by energetic activity. The core of hustle was around changing your environment and shaking things up to produce large scale action. Sometimes that was very positive, pulling yourself up from your bootstraps or running that extra sprint in practice. But other times it was more negative, pool hall hustling or slinging rock. 
Hustle was initiative and not accepting your circumstances and doing everything in your power to change. Hip hop embraced this throughout the 90s and the aughts because a lot of circumstances in black communities need to be shaken up to push out of poverty by any means necessary. The negative externality of that though was because of circumstances, a lot of times this meant selling drugs or doing illegal activities because there just wasn't another option. But it's important to remember that hustle wasn't negative. It wasn't bad intent. Hustle was that movement of changing circumstance and environment to get to the point where you could go legit. Even in Jay-Z's 90s classics, Can't Knock the Hustle and Rap Game, Crack Game, hustle was the means of taking on challenges to garner wealth and actually hustle out of the illegal means into the legal ones. Johnny and Jane startups embraced this concept of hustle because it meant shoe leather and elbow grease, getting there before anyone else did and going that extra mile to get the deal done. But then hustle changed. Hustle became more gratuitous. In the late aughts, songs like Rick Ross's Hustlin' started to stop talking about the velocity of hustle and just the movement of cash from one place to another. Now it was money for money's sake, not to move out of circumstance, but for cash and cars and just more cash and more cars. Startups started latching onto this word as the gratuitous image of crushing it and tweeting out unnecessary vocalizations of superficial feelings of accomplishment. Hustle lost its edge. The context changed completely and hustle became negative because we associated it with not great things and not great people. But the thing is though, hustle still means hustle. Hustle is a beacon to changing your own personal circumstances and destroying the demons that haunt you and try to prevent you from doing that one extra call, that one extra rep or whatever it takes. Those who protect the hustle define hustle and that's what we're all about at ProfitWell keeping that velocity to rage against the dying of things that we find important. And to do our part to the greater hustle community, we're bringing you season two of Protect the Hustle. Stories in the trenches from the people doing the actual work and protecting everything that hustle stands for. So sign up at protectthehustle.com and sit back, relax, and take notes. That's it for your November 7th episode of Recur Now, and something to consider. How can we collaborate to spread your news and make our subscriber base smarter? Hit me up at abby at recurnow.com with any show input, insights, or thoughts to make this thing even better. Catch you back here tomorrow. <laughs>